When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Tackling Life Podcast with the great Ray Lewis and me, Dr. Christian Conti. It's a success podcast that tackles life through the lessons of sports. And if there was one lesson we learned in sports yesterday, it's who's going to the Super Bowl. Now, look, I'm here with my partner, one of my best friends, and who, oh, by the way, happened to win two Super Bowls himself and is a former Super Bowl MVP, the legend Ray Lewis. Ray, what did you think of the games yesterday? You know what? I, I, I'm going to be honest with, with a lot of people, man. I think yesterday, it, it disappointed me a lot. Um, I, I watched, I, I was there personally for the Atlanta game to see Atlanta against Green Bay. Mm. And I just, you know... And, and I want to be respectful when I say this because I don't know the situation. But, Doc, I, when I played, I never, ever wanted to leave the field. Mm. Ever. That's what I trained for. Right. I trained to make sure I'm on the field all three downs because every play is important. Mm-hmm. Not every other play is important. Right? And I'm watching Green Bay yesterday, and I'm watching a good friend of mine and Julius Peppers and I'm watching him, him and Clay Matthews, and I'm watching them pick and choose which plays they go in, go in and out of. Mm. And I'm like, this is the biggest game of your of your career right now at this moment. There are no breaks. There are no breaks. Doc, yes. let, 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 let me let me just I'm, 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 cause, because I'm watching Atlanta. You're playing in a hostile environment. And and a leader, a warrior, a true leader can never leave his troops in battle. Right. When I came back, when I came back with my torn tricep, Doc, as bad as my tricep was burning and hurting every time I tackled somebody, I knew that I could not miss a play. Mm. I knew that. Because I knew I had to be that energy no matter what, no matter if I was hurt, no matter if I made the play or not. I just knew my presence meant more than anything. Yes. And so for to me, it was really frustrating yesterday to see Green Bay come in there. And and and, and it, it, it just don't look like, you know, Atlanta was popping on all cylinders, man. Yes, and, and it just looks beautiful when you're, of course, it's the home team. The crowd is electric. And everything, but the Packers just did not look like the Packers that I that I um that we're used to seeing. Why yeah. is it? Do 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 they run out of steam? Do they run out of like is it shape? I mean, why? How are they not up for that game? You, you know what? I, sometimes, and let me be let me be honest with saying this. Sometimes you take your eye off the prize, mm. and the prize it's not the Super Bowl. The prize is the actual opportunity. You know, mm. you get late in the season and 
and and you you think it's just another game and we played them early in the season so we kind of know this team we know what it's going to be like so we don't have to study as much and we don't have to you know watch as much film and i'm not saying whatever it was i'm just telling you there are so many ways that you can fall into those traps you think about it they had a, they had about five or six drop passes yesterday mm-hmm. you know just just wide open drop passes yeah. you know you 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 think about Defensively, I mean, the communication out there, it, it didn't even look like they had communication, you know, from from a lot of the plays that the Falcons was running. Like, guys were wide open. Like, the, wide open. You talked about it last week. You talked about the b- b- difference between the zone, the man-to-man coverage, and there's still a million things I want to learn more about that. But just sitting back and watching how the, uh, the, the Atlanta was able to pick them apart, like the people were just wide open. How, I don't now, know how they get that wide open. Well, you know, it, I tell you again, it goes back to understanding, like, how great the opportunity is. And if you're looking at it from everybody's perspective, everybody's perspective, it just did not look like the Packers that we're used to. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and you hear all the rumblings now. You know, is this is this, is this wave over? You know, Aaron Rodgers comes out and says they still got a Super Bowl run in them. If they do, it's going to take a whole lot because what was shown yesterday is there's a team in Atlanta in Atlanta Falcons right now defensively. Their their oldest guys probably 24, 25 years old. Mm. <laughs> Everybody, I mean, they have a young defense, and that's not even talking about the better part of their team, which is their offensive weapons. Right, right. You know? So when you talk about what Matt Ryan has, listen, I think one of the biggest pickups that 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 a lot of people are not talking about is actually Sanu. To 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 get Sanu in Atlanta, to partner him up with Julio Jones, Sanu is a physical beast at wide receiver. Okay. And he's a matchup problem. Right. And when you line him up, I think one of the biggest things that happened for him in his career was leaving Cincinnati. Mm. Right. You leave you, you leave one one quarterback to play with Andy Dalton, who, you know, you can you can have whatever you want to say about him. But then you get to, to Aaron Rodgers, I mean, um, Matt Ryan. And this kid is throwing the ball out of his mind. Right. You know, and you talking about this, this two back, this two backs they got with this Freeman and this other this other kid, 26, man. Listen, I'm, I'm telling you, these Atlanta Falcons. When I say impressive, when I say impressive, they are impressive to watch offensively. Yeah. So 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 maybe maybe we're going too far to say maybe Green Bay, it wasn't all Green Bay. Maybe it was just Atlanta is that freaking electric on freaking offense because Julio Jones, Julio Jones is by far the best receiver in this game. And 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 he's an and he's a problem to guard him. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, and I and I and I I see that. I mean, Julio Jones is he's in a different league. He's definitely in a different league. What I like hearing about them is they talk a lot about how unselfish he is. That he's willing to do whatever it takes for the team. Um, I agree with what you just said. I think that's probably a point that maybe needs to be highlighted. Is maybe with not talking about Green Bay falling short as much as it is that Atlanta's for real. Atlanta's definitely for real. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I'm telling you. I watched it personally. I sat there and did not let nobody bother me at that stadium. My nephew is J- is Jared Grady, and it's his second year. Clint came from Clemson, defensive tackle, and the energy that these Atlanta Falcons and what Dan Quinn 
has done with this defensive mentality. I want you to think about now. I want everybody to understand. We're talking about a guy that was one of the founders of the Legion of Boom, of, of, mm. of putting that defense together in Seattle. Mm. And so now you bring that attitude to a young Atlanta Falcons. I'm telling you, Vic Beasley on one side, you got Jared Grady, you got Courtney Upshaw, who I played with in Baltimore. You got this rotation of, of young, athletic defense alignment, and you have all different sizes of them. You got your big D tackles. You got your small D. You got your quick ones. They they running all of these games. They're causing confusions. And hey, they may not be as dominant as people want them to be, but they're active. Yeah. They are very active. And when you have and when you have a core like Dan Quinn is put together, now you got to think about this: for Dan Quinn to put that defensive mentality together, but this offense to be averaging 33, 34 points a game. Yep. yep. Yeah, like that's hard to beat, Doc. That's hard to beat. So I'm telling you something. I said this a few weeks ago on the podcast. Atlanta will win the Super Bowl. If Atlanta don't win the Super Bowl, that's Atlanta fault. Yeah. Because I'm telling you, they have everything it takes to go win a Super Bowl. Well, you said it last week. You definitely clear. Anybody can go back and listen to it. You said Atlanta was going to win. Um, I thought I thought Favre would have some magic in him. I mean, I think he was sharp for, for a period of time. It's just at the Aaron end Rogers. of the day. Uh, yeah, yeah Rogers, Rogers. Rogers. I think Rodgers was was sharp for a period of time, but he just at some point, I, I, I don't know. I mean, it just, there was the defense was getting scored on left and right, so they had to keep up. Yeah, I, I, look, I'm telling you when, you, when you when you pay attention to football close enough to watch when when you don't have an answer. Yesterday, Green Bay didn't have an answer. Mm-mm. There is no answer, man. I'm tell. Listen to me. I, I, to play against that offense, if, if you would need, you would need a large amount of time to sit there and, and really say how you're going to stop this offense. Because if you, because if you stop Julio Jones, then you got to deal with Sanu. Right. If you start with Sanu, you got to deal with little, little Gabriel who, who can change the game. If you, if you start with him, you got to deal with the two, the two headed monster in the backfield. Mm-hmm. And that's not and that's not even talk about Matt Ryan doing what he's doing right now. Matty Ice finally he looks comfortable that he doesn't that he does he don't have to create nothing. All he has to do is get the ball out of his hand and let all of those athletes go to work. Atlanta, Atlanta. I, I, I'm gonna say this again. They are the offense right now that everybody wants to be yeah. a part of. And so I'm looking forward to them going against a Bill Belichick driven defense in a dome. In a dome, remember yeah, that. But right, I, right. I won't jump yet. I won't jump yet because we gotta we gotta go over the other game, uh, Pittsburgh and uh, New England as well. No, we do, we do. But that was it was something else. It was just sheer. I, I sat back in disbelief. I was in disbelief for a little bit, but then there was just a part of me that kind of shifted to say we're watching Matt Ryan be phenomenal, and maybe just me. I, I'll admit I underestimated Atlanta all year long. And uh, I, I don't. I mean, I, just thought, I knew they were good, but I didn't realize how good. So yeah, they're good. They are good. Uh, they are really good. And offensively, they are. Woof, woof. They are a handful. I can't <laughs> see anybody stopping. I can't see New England stopping them from putting up some points. We'll do this. We'll take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit about the other game. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. All right, we're back, and uh, let, we're let's. 
let's let's talk about the other the other game, which was certainly disappointing from my perspective uh, in in regard to the Steelers not coming out and play. I got a question. I've been wanting to ask you this since the game yesterday. I, as a fan, did not see the Steelers play with what I would consider heart yesterday. I mean, from drop passes to missed blocks. And this is just my opinion. This is just my opinion. But I want to know if do people in the NFL, do they realize how important they are and what this game is to the whole city? Now, I know you did. I know you carried cities on your city on your back. But does the average NFL player understand the importance of the game? You know what, Doc? I, I'm going to tell you something. I, I watched that game closely. And I don't want to put it so much on effort. I want to put it on scheme. I want to put it on on coaches, coaches dictating the mentality of players. Like based on the calls that you're calling, I'll give you a prime example. First of all, it's almost impossible to re- replace uh, Le'Veon Bell, right. right? With the things that got done all year for him right. to get hurt so early in the game, that was crucial yeah. for Pittsburgh, right? But when you think about defensively, when you think about, I've never seen go against Brady. What makes a defensive coordinator wants to run a three-man rush against Tom Brady? And nobody on the three-man rush is getting no pressure at all. None. None. I, 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 I'm, I'm watching this game, and I'm like, wait a minute. Are, do, are they, do they want him to, to walk into a Super Bowl? I, if, I swear to God, if I, if I had hair, I would have pulled it out. I did not understand why there was no pressure. How did they not bring pull, pressure? Don't pull your hair out, bro. Don't, don't pull your hair out. <laughs> I don't even have hair to pull out. I wanted to That's grow hair just to start pulling it out. <laughs> That's my point. Don't do not do that, Doc. If you pull hair out, you're going to be pulling brain cells. I know. <laughs> I'm going to have to pull beard hair out or something. Cause <laughs> but, 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 but seriously, bro, I, listen, and, and this is what I tell you about mentalities. There was on the flea flicker play, the flea flicker play. I want you to think about this play. There's a, there's a, a outside blitzer coming from the left side of the defense. He is wide open, scot-free to go knock Tom Brady out or to at least mess up the pass. Yeah. He's so confused and not knowing what he's doing because of the call. He runs halfway into the backfield, turn around, look at Tom Brady, and runs the opposite way (laughs) back downfield. Oh, my goodness. so you have to ask yourself, is that the player or is that this scheme that says don't do this or don't do that or let's play safe and keep everything in front of you? The Giants has showed you how to beat Tom Brady. Yeah. The Baltimore Ravens, when I was there, many a times have showed you how to beat Tom Brady. You must get Tom Brady off of his spot. You must disrupt the offense. You must have a front four that can get pressure on Tom Brady without you giving these one-on-ones and letting him throw the ball 50 and 60 yards downfield at will. Yeah. I, I don't know what film, I don't know what film they watch to prepare for that, but that was not Pittsburgh still a football. No, it wasn't. And I get what you're saying, and I appreciate it because honestly, nobody but you could possibly give us, all of us, me, all the listeners, 
that perspective that maybe you're right. Maybe it had to do with scheme over effort, but it sure as heck looked like that scheme didn't set the players up to have effort. Um, and my man James Harrison's a legend. I love, love, love James Harrison. He's a legend. But what he didn't he didn't get close to him. And I don't know if that was because of the scheme or what, but he didn't get close to him. Listen, uh, which is back to what I'm telling you. You know, there were plays that I'm seeing him dropping back in coverage. And then that's one thing I, I always say was crucial about somebody taking ownership of a team or ownership of a defense. And, it, and it's not the coach. Right. Because yeah. what happens is like when I was playing, what happens is if I know if I know Terrell Suggs, it's a heck of a pass rusher and I know he can wreck games from a pass rusher. I'm going to have a, a conversation with my defensive coach saying, coach. I don't want Terrell Suggs dropping in the flats. Mm-hmm. I want Terrell Suggs going towards the quarterback. Right. You know, and I know mm-hmm. there are times that you mm-hmm. have to do that, but sometimes I think, you know, we get caught up in these cute little zone schemes and you dropping your best players. James Harrison is an animal. Send him forward. Right. Like, I, like for them not to pressure Brady and get to him, to me, <clears throat> I think it was scheme. I just really think it was scheme. I, I watched them close enough to know, you know, you watch these linebackers, Shazier and all these boys, they, you know, first down, they're stopping the run pretty well. You right. know, they're blitzing them and they're getting to them. Second and third down and 10 or more. I mean, they're, they're in a three-man rush. Tom Brady's sitting back there four to five seconds. <laughs> Humanly impossible. Humanly impossible. I think one time I counted seven seconds. I was just I was just like, what are they doing? There was just literally no, no pressure. So... Man, it's disappointing. It's disappointing. But I do wonder. I, I do wonder I if people understand it. Like that. I know. I know it's disappointing for you, man, because you are still a fan, man. I understand, Doc. If you need a hug, I'm here for you. You know, I'm, I got you back. I, I need a hug. I'm, I'm <laughs> all right. All right. Just, but just go back. Just, just go back right behind you in that picture of me right there on the wall. That's right. And, just, and there you go. And just touch me on the chest. That's I right. got you back. I will. I will. I love that. I love that picture. That's from your statue. That's whenever we uh, came down for your statue unveiling. That's up my office. No. You notice I have more pictures of my wife in my office now because at one point my wife came in my office and she said, "How come you have more pictures of Kaya, our daughter, and Ray, and there aren't any pictures of me?" So. <laughs> so now there are pictures of of everybody in here now. <laughs> oh man, no, bro. But I'm telling you, um, New England. You know, for Pittsburgh to get on the um, on the goal line that many times and not get in the end zone, you know, I mean, I mean, you're talking about Steeler football. You're talking about Steeler Nation, man. Um, and 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 I think yesterday, I think you know, for for all of Steeler Nation. It was just really disappointing the way that the outcome turned out to be because there were there were opportunities, and I don't think you know overall just even sometimes offensively and and in the type of runs you know you ran on the goal line you know one of the biggest plays of the game is fourth down you give this kid the ball but you pull the right side guard on the freaking one yard line. Okay. Any pen of any penetration destroys that play. Okay, listen, I got I gotta get this energy out. They, they Jesse James catches the ball, he gets the replay comes in, he gets stopped, it's right there, they're on the one yard line. Everybody on planet Earth knows that they're gonna run the ball 
I don't understand why they just do the same play every single time. Why didn't Ben quarterback sneak? And why didn't they fake the run and hit Jesse James or a little tight end on a little? Why? Everybody knew the run was coming. Once again, when you looked at the Pittsburgh Steelers yesterday, once again, there was a lot of questionable calls. Even if you're going to run the ball, put a fullback in front of him. Give him, give him, give give him an option. Let him be able to. I mean, DeAndre Williams is a freaking quality back, right? Right. Let, let him. I mean, give him the chance to 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 do what he does best. But I'm telling you, it just. Uh, and you know, when you look at the game, <clears throat> and I said this last week. You know, everybody blames the players, and I get it. I get it, right? Because we're the ones out there, but. A lot of players' mentalities is created by calls, mm-hmm. by 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 what the play call is, you know, like how you execute it. You know, are we gonna blitz? Are we gonna take an all-out approach and say we ain't gonna let him sit back there and just sit in that pocket and be pretty? He gonna hit the ground and he gonna hit it. And and if you watch an any tape, the way Houston was getting to him, you got to draw up certain blitzes and certain looks to hit him the way Houston was hitting him. Right. Right? Just to get in his head. Offensively, you got to put a fullback in front of D'Angelo Williams. Give him a chance to, to, to take one of those blows and then him cut back and get in that end zone. If you score one of those times on fourth down to one, it's a totally different ball game before that ball game got out of hand. Yeah. Right? And Yeah. Go ahead. No, and I want you to I, – I guess I would really like to say for my own edification that I don't blame D'Angelo Williams. He was he, – he's done a phenomenal job all year long to step in and do what he did. He, you're right. It, it For me, it was more coaching stuff. I, I'll be – I had some choice words. <laughs> I'm an anger management specialist. I had some choice words from coach, for Coach Haley on, on offense a couple of times <laughs> when they ran the same play over and over again. But, uh, no, you're right, it is. The coaches set them up, whether they set them up for success or not. And that's an important part of understanding football. Look, the next move is the Super Bowl, so we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk about how to prepare for the Super Bowl because, obviously, only Ray could tell us what it's like to get ready for a stage like that. So stay tuned. We'll be right back after this. All right, we're back, and uh, we we are now headed into the Super Bowl, and... You know, you, 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 when you look at the percentage of people who play football in the world and then the percentage of people who play in professional sports and then the percentage of people who make it to a Super Bowl, let alone twice, let alone become the MVP, the number is astounding. So what you've done is so un, unbelievably unreal. The question I have for you is, as these teams are going into the Super Bowl, what are they? What are the young players? What are the young players feeling? Like most of them are feeling like it's a party. That's where I think they go wrong. Okay, you know, um, you know, yeah, you, it should be celebrated. Yeah, absolutely. So it's one of the greatest accomplishment accomplishments ever. But I don't think they understand how much preparation it takes to walk into that game. Because that game says one thing for that year. The best two teams from this season is in this game. Mm. And I always say this when I'm watching football. In championship games, in Super Bowls, speed don't win it. 
Strength don't win it. Power don't win it. None of that wins it. You know what wins it? Mm. Now, all of those things are needed, but what wins it is simple fundamentals. Mm. Fundamentals, Doc, because when you get to that point of the game, then the other team has a 16 to 20 week resume on who you are as an individual, Mm. on how you play against certain downs, how you play against blitzes, how you stop blitzes, how you, where you come from, what does the, how to, and, and what people, what young kids don't, don't pay attention to is they just watch a little film and say, Oh, I watched a little film. Mm. But when you get serious about that game, doc, let me tell you something. I can tell you when I was playing certain linemen that if they put their left hand, if they put their left hand down and their left hands had their knuckles into the ground, it was run. Mm. If their fingers was just in the ground, it was pass. <laughs> I can tell you when one guard is pulling from one side and the other one isn't by simply which hand he puts down. If he wants to pull left, he's going to put his right hand down. I can tell you a few quarterbacks, Doc, that right now, if they put, if their left heel is down when they're under center, it's run. If their right heel is up when they're under center, it's play action pass. Now I won't call now I won't call out everybody that I'm telling you, so that's why I didn't use names. But I'm trying to show show you the difference of coaches wanting to choose youth over wisdom. Mm. Wisdom, wisdom takes you beyond the game. Wisdom tells you, I can tell you when one of these dudes got to go piss. That's how much I've studied them. But here's what I like about what you just said. The, the, the legendary level at which you study, what you're talking about right there is something you could take a, a sixth grader and say, this is what I want you to watch for. So of all the high level skill that you have and that made you that level, the studying part is something you're saying every human being could do if they put the effort into studying. Like, like here, study this thumb or these knuckles. If these knuckles go down, this is what it's going to be. If they're up on their fingers, this is what it's going to be. So that's the detail that's about but the you, effort. And you know what that takes? That takes time. That takes a lot of sitting down, Doc. Hmm. That take a lot of that take you making up your mind to let nothing distract you from the purpose of your mission. Mm. Mm. Remember, you don't win the Super Bowl by making it to the Super Bowl. Because somebody will feel the same way the Packers and the Steelers feel come in two weeks. Right, right, right. Right. And 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 I always say, and I always say this. I know a lot of people have a lot of nice phrases. But always says, for the prepared, for the prepared, there's always opportunity. Mm. <laughs> because that. that's, oh, doc, that's where your money is. You know why I was so confident? What people don't realize when I went to play, when we played my last ride with a 70% repaired freaking torn tricep, <laughs> when I got to play Andrew Luck and Peyton Manning next and Tom Brady next and then Colin Kaepernick. I told you this last week, Doc. I'm sitting there saying they may think I'm hurt, but I promise you I got my defense in the position 
to where we gonna know in every time they move, I'm gonna tell you where they moving at. So maybe I can. So maybe I'm not at the physical level that I once was, but my mind. Mm. Oh my gosh, my mind. Mm. And that's what kids, man. There was an opportunity last night. Forget who it was. Opportunity last night where I had a chance to speak to a kid that's gonna play in the Super Bowl. And guess what? He missed it. I didn't. Mm. <laughs> I got my jury already. Mm. And for him to understand the one person who know Brady, who who, who played Brady, right. almost who knows Brady, and you don't question me about Brady, that's your fault. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> It makes, it, this is this is you know it's interesting because there's that, that there's the old phrase you can lead a horse to water but you can't make him drink and here this is true of human behavior you can lay out the principles the foundations for greatness but at the end of the day people have to reach out and get this and let me take this beyond football for a minute. What you're talking about is saying, if I want to be good at something and I have an opportunity to interact with a legend, with somebody who's done the work and knows what he's talking about, why would I not want to milk him for everything he's willing to give me? I my, gr my greatest ability, my greatest ability as an athlete, a football player, and my career my greatest ability was become a sponge mm. to the ones that came before me. Yep. That was my greatest ability, Doc. My greatest ability was sitting down with Rod Wilson and Shannon Sharp before that Super Bowl and asking both of them. And for Rod to look at me and say, Shook, I ain't never been in. I, Sugar, I ain't, I've never won one. And I said, man, the great Rod Wilson, man. Has never won a ring. And he started telling me certain things and how to prepare and how to stretch and how to run and how to work out. And Shannon would say how to eat and how to lift and why you can't go out and why you need eight to ten hours of sleep and why on Thursday nights you need to stop stop doing certain things after a certain time. Man, it got real. Mm. And I took all of that. So when I walked into those games, I think what I'm trying to tell people is you have to figure out what you want to do when you really get serious about something. Mm -hmm. Like you have to make that choice. Nobody can make that choice for you. You know, people we complain about, it's everybody else's fault. And it's everybody else's fault. If you are true leaders, true leaders become servants before they lead. Mm -hmm. And that's why when my defense, when I came back, the one thing I told them, let me help you understand what I've already seen. I know we're going to New Orleans. Mm. But I need y'all to understand it's going to take a whole lot. And it's going to take some ups and downs. And it's going to take some kickoff returns going back. It's going to take a punt return going back on us in Denver. It's going to take us being counted out. It's going to take billboards going up saying, I got Ray Lewis retirement locked down. It's going to take all of that. <laughs> And then you still got to stand still in the midst of the storm and say no weapon formed against me shall prosper. Have you lost your mind? Do you understand how much I do you understand how much I prepare for this moment? There's not a guy on the other side that's willing to give up what I've given up these last four weeks. That's the trade, doc. If you're ever going to put on a football jersey, a football helmet, and you don't just press rewind and listen to what Ray just said. 
500,000 times, then you don't understand what the key to success is because he's handing it to you right here. I mean, this is a blessing for every every single player. So let's let, let's talk a little bit about that coaching because I know you're about to coach at the Pro Bowl. By the way, side by side with a man you collided with on more, more than one occasion for sure, uh, the Steeler great, the bus, Jerome Bettis. Um, have you and uh, Jerome been planning out what you're going to do? Man, yeah, man. We, we, we're one thing we we gonna do. We gonna win. We, <laughs> I'm not coming down here to lose. <laughs> no, but I think it's a, uh, I think it's an awesome experience. Um, you know, just being at the Pro Bowl with all these young guys. It's a new wave of guys now. Um, you know, myself, I was voted to 13 Pro Bowls, um, and I mean, I, I just thought it was one of the greatest accomplishments ever. I never forget in 1997. My hero at the time was was Junior Seau, mm. and all I ever wanted to do was just meet him one time, you know. And and that moment that I actually was in a locker room with Junior Seau, and he embraced me, man. Mm. And I, I I knew I knew then, and I told all of the front office people at the Pro Bowl, I was like, if I'm not playing in the Super Bowl. Just go ahead and block this room off for me right here because I'm going to be over here every year. But I don't think it was about I don't think it was about being over there. It was about what the accomplishment meant and the accomplishment meant because at one time it used to be 100 percent pure player driven. Okay. so that means the respect of your players like we used to sit in the room and we as a linebacker crew would have to pick the running backs who may have ran 400 yards may have gave us all type of mess during the season. But what happens is it shows a level of respect. And that's what I think the pro bowl should always stand for is that somebody is respecting your body of work. And that's why for me to come down here, I'm honored, you know, as many times that I made this game to come down here and hopefully, hopefully one of these kids take the opportunity to sit me down for a minute and say, let me just grab everything that you did. What's the do's? What's the don'ts? Because one thing you can't do, Doc, is you can't force it. Right. It's just like having kids, right? right? You can tell them everything, but you just can't force them to do it. And now these younger kids, they think, you know, running fast and jumping high is all that matters. But it's not. Right. Because what, what makes you be able to, to make it to 13 Pro Bowls is that means a lot of people saw you doing something way more then they saw you doing nothing. Right. Right. And, and, and I think that's what the honor is. So, I mean, I'm excited to coach against, I'm, a, I'm excited to coach with Jerome. Um, really, 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 I know people are going to go crazy when they hear this, but really a close friend, really a close friend, man. Yeah. It's just, yeah, man, me and him. It's funny the way on the field, we frown at each other, but on off the field, we smile at each other, man. And it's just, and it's always been that way. And it's always been that way. So I'm looking forward to uh, being a partner with his. I'm looking forward to going against Wood, uh, Charles Woodson, and Tony Gonzalez, who are another two good friends of mine. Um, um, and so it's, it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. Yeah, and I think the average person needs to understand that 
you can have a rivalry on the field. You can say, hey, look, like I can say I'm from Pittsburgh. I'm a Steeler fan. I grew up in in, in black and yellow. I'm a Steeler fan. You're the ultimate uh, Raven. But we can love each other outside. We can joke around during the game, that kind of stuff. But at the end of the day, um, this it's it's really all about being a person and, and, and the connections that you have. So it's cool to see you. And, and you have so much respect for each other, I'm sure, because you yes, certainly sir. hit against each other so, so hard. The collisions were unreal for you guys. So uh, question them. Okay, so you only have so much time during this week to teach these players some things during Pro Bowl week. So are there certain messages that you want to impart to them that you could also kind of impart to our listeners? Yeah, yeah. No matter if it's a practice, no matter if it's a game, no matter if it's the Pro Bowl, you're always being watched. Mm. And, you know, you think about the Pro Bowl last year was an ugly showing because I think guys don't get it. You know, they think about, oh, I'm not going to play to get hurt and all this. Let me tell you something. Don't count your snaps. Just play the snap. Mm. <laughs> don't don't mm. don't let nobody don't, don't oh I'm I don't I can't do this. I can't do that. You know, once again, one thing you will not get back is time. Mm-hmm. One thing you will not get back is this opportunity. So if you don't take it as a true 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 blessing, that's a very selfish individual, mm. right? And 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 maybe that individual don't need to be around it because my message would be if you here, that means somebody paying attention to you more than you think they are. Right. Yeah, and I think that's the opportunity of life. You know, like I'm I'm telling my son the other day, man, on the basketball court, I'm like, look, if if something's going on, tell me because you don't understand. You're always being watched, always, always. being watched. Always. So. So capitalize on the moment of life. If people, I said this years ago, that if people wanted to watch me or, or, or talk about what I can do or what I can't do, the greatest thing I had going the rest of my career was they had to watch me play. Mm-hmm. That's all I need. You yeah. give, give me the stage. Give me the stage. <laughs> I promise you, because I'm, I'm going to outwork everybody. And when I get to work, I'm going to be like, okay, I'm bored because I'm getting out of shape when I come to camp, you know, because, because I wanted that much to do, man, because I had so much fun with people watching me. I had fun with sometimes listening to critics. Oh, he's this is this. I, I say, really? Oh, OK. The person who's never eaten, eaten a breakfast, never cooked a meal for me, personally never ate with me or worked out with me or went through no surges with me. Yeah, they can't tell me what I can do and what I can't do. So, <laughs> <laughs> I, hey, man, it, this is good stuff, bro. It I is. Mean, this it is, is. It's good. I have a quick yeah. a quick question about this. So so when you're – when what's the balance – and maybe there isn't one maybe there isn't one because first of all what you just said i wrote down exactly because i feel like this should be on a poster you should have your poster with this it said don't count your snaps just play your snaps i love that because that's what life's about don't count the minutes of your life going by just live your life so i love that so my question for you is what's the balance between playing hard and realistically not getting hurt in a pro bowl, or do you throw that out and you just play hard all the time? I'm, I'm genuinely asking. We had a respect. We had a respect. Now, you know, there, there are certain shots, blind side shots, head shots, 
you know, knee shots, uh, any shots that you knew would really hurt somebody, you know, you, you're, you're not going to take that shot. You're okay. not going to take that shot. But if I'm playing against Aaron, a, a, uh, Adrian Peterson and uh, I'm playing against these young backs that's coming through the hole, ain't, ain't no difference in my impact of if, if we're in a regular game. You know what I'm saying? Right. Now, now, yeah, now if we going to dance, then let's dance. Because that's what I'm here to do. I'm here to dance. You know? <laughs> but but it's, a, it's just a level of, of respect. And so when you get into the fourth quarter, you know, the reason why you like going hard is because the person on the other side, he's a, he's a pro bowl as well. Yeah. And most of these guys that I came up playing with was already legends. You know, I mean, think about it. I'm on a I'm on a Pro Bowl team with Derek Thomas, Junior Seau, me. I'm like, wow, man, what the freak? Derek Thomas and Junior Seau <laughs> on the same defense. <laughs> and then you listen and then you listen to Junior, Lord rest in peace, say, buddy, buddy. <laughs> and then he look at me and say, I, I bet you I beat you to the play. And I'm like, man, hold on, man. Uh, you don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I love you. I love you, say I, but boy, I'm I'm a young lion right now. I'm 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 at your throne and everything. I'm, I'm trying to get it. And, and I just think it's just uh it's just a lot of um me, man, just honoring the greatness that was around you and 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 to one day become the guy that you once modeled your, yourself after. Right. You know, and, and I think that's what this whole thing about, you know, getting our, the real opportunity to play in this game over and over and over. Um, and what these opportunities, these guys have going hard, going hard is everything. Because like I said, again, one of your closest homeboys, say I came to me one time. I never forget it. I shot this gap and he came to me one time. He said, I've never saw nobody shoot a gap, not the backside of a gap. He said, What made you he said, what made you go backside that A gap? And I was like, once the once my nose guard had took the center with him, there's no need to me staying front side of that. And I wrapped around so quickly, bro. And, and I'm telling you, man, it was just to hear him critique that. And and I think that's why I wanted to play hard in the fourth quarter, because I wanted to show the ones that was great that I want to be great one day. Right. Yeah. You honored the game. You honored the game from the beginning. And uh, you you, you actually, you know, you had reverence for the players that went before you. And, and that's why you, to me, that's a huge part of why you are the greatest. You are a living legend. And I really hope that these young players take advantage of the time they have with you. And I hope our listeners are taking advantage and say, listen, this is the... This is the work ethic of a living legend, and he's giving it to us right here. So it's beautiful. It's beautiful to listen to. I hope you have a blast doing that, uh, doing that Pro Bowl from that side, not having to walk away being injured at all this time anyway. Yeah, man. That's one thing. Someone asked me about that the other day. He was like, man, they, I get this question all the time. Like, do you miss it? Because I was watching the Atlanta game, and one of my brother-in-laws was in there, and he was like, do you miss it? And I was like, I don't think you understand. Like, y'all fans only see the game. Y'all only see what that day looks like. But do you know what I had to go through Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, just to get here to this game, just to feel right? You know how long I did that? 
I did. I did that for twenty. I did. I did that. No, I got to th- think about this. I started playing at ten years old. Yeah. Yeah, and so every day I was set on a routine that there was a point. There was a point in every year for six or seven months that I was going to take my body and use it as a battling ram and run it into <laughs> another man full speed. <laughs> and you gonna, and you gonna, and you gonna ask me, do I miss it? <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> you said this to me one time. We were in a car together, and I asked you about your jerseys, and you said I earned every jersey I have. <laughs> there, it was none free. No. <laughs> <laughs> you look at that journey, and you can see like ouch, ooh, ouch. You can, ooh, you no, let me tell you something. <laughs> when people say the NFL done something for you, no, I did something for it. <laughs> Trust me. <laughs> I gave every freaking thing I had, man. And and I, and I just think it boils down to, bro, just really just, you know, how I've always had this level of respect for for people who made up in their minds that they were going to be great yeah. regardless of their circumstances. You know, like life throws a lot of curveballs at you and sometimes man, you go through these things. I went I went through nine surgeries like I said, and every one of them I could have gave up. You know, when I popped my hamstring from the bone in 2000, I mean, 2005, you know, it's like, where do you go now? Mm. When I tear one shoulder up, come tear the next shoulder up. When I break a thumb in the game, when I break a finger in the game, you know, and Mm. I just tell the doc, just wrap it up. Like, people don't know that. They just, oh, he missed a tackle. Well, maybe because my finger is hanging halfway (laughs) off. You know, <laughs> but they don't. You're right. They, they it's a whole, it's a whole a lot different of world that people don't see. It's a see. whole different world. It's a whole yep. different world yep. people don't see. And linking it back to our listeners in life, there's a whole world going inside everyone's lives. Everybody you encounter, everybody you pass along the street, everybody you have judgments for, you have to understand that there's a whole world inside of everybody's mind. Well, listen, yeah. Ray. Let uh, me say this before go I go. Ahead. Let me say this before I go, Doc, because... I know the Super Bowl and sports was the topic today, and we always like to jump around. But maybe someone is dealing with another Super Bowl in their life, and it's not based off athletics. Maybe it's a Super Bowl to be a better parent. Mm. Maybe it's a Super Bowl to go from high school to college, maybe college to the NFL. Mm. What I'm telling you is along that ride, you got to make up in your mind who you going to carry with you and what you need on your journey. Mm. And when you realize how big a Super Bowl really is, whatever it may be in your life, when you realize how big it is, you realize how many people don't need to be on that ride. Mm. Because I, I, I promise you, I did something my last ride. And this is for anybody who want to make up in their mind. I had more sleepless nights than I ever had in my life. As a man, I cried more times at night because I was by myself with a burn in my arm that I could not explain to nobody. And I said, I promised myself that if I sacrificed everything that everybody else wanted me to do for this one moment, for this four weeks of my life, then I will live the rest of my life as a champion. And that's what I gave up. Just to live it, I gave up everything. Mm. Anything that I know bothered me or slowed me down, I gave it up. 
And I'm telling somebody today, if it's something on your mind, something that's pulling you down or something that's weighing you down or something that you've done in your past and you don't let go of somebody around you, let it go mm. and chase what you need to chase because time waits on nobody. Go get your Super Bowl. Mm. Yeah, I love it. I love yeah. it. I'm winding down by quoting you from earlier because I just absolutely love this quote. It resonated with me deeply. Don't count your snaps. Just play your snaps. In other words, don't count your life going by. Just play your life. Live your life. Listen, this this it's an honor to be with you always. I I, I wish you the best of luck in the Pro Bowl. Um, and uh, and and I'm looking forward to continually doing this with you, brother. I appreciate you, my man. Who you taking? Uh, right before we go, who 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 you taking in the Super Bowl? I'm taking Atlanta Falcons. <laughs> Atlanta Falcons. The Atlanta Falcons. I believe that, that Atlanta can pick apart that 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 zone is, defense. Is that because of, is that because New England beat the Patriots? Yep, because they beat the Steelers. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, New England beat the Steelers. Yep. I don't even have to pretend to be an analyst. It's yep. <laughs> I'm taking the Falcons. It was about the. It was after that goal line stand, and they didn't. They didn't uh, score. I text my best friend out in Arizona. I said, "Go Falcons!" <laughs> <laughs> you can't cheer for the team that put you out. No way. <laughs> Cannot do it. Hey man, good stuff, bro. Good, good, good stuff, man. Awesome. Good, good, good to talk to you again. <laughs> hey, tackling life. Look, we want to hear from you. All you have to do. To actually have a message that the legend Ray Lewis can hear is this. Just call 646-762-4432 and leave us a message. We might even play your message on the show. That's 646-762-4432 or download the Voigo app for iOS or Android. That's V-O-I-G-O and you can leave a direct message through us through your mobile device. Reach out because we want to hear from you. Hey, thank you for downloading the Tackling Life podcast. For more Tackling Life content and information about our guests, please visit TacklingLifePodcast.com. Subscribe to Tackling Life and you'll get two all-new episodes automatically downloaded each week. Look, you can become a part of the Tackling Life community by following us on our Tackling Life Facebook and Twitter pages. We definitely want to hear from you, so please reach out. We'd also love for you to take a moment and give us a rating and a review on iTunes. Until next time, for Ray Lewis, I'm Dr. Christian Conti. A supportive work environment can help everyone working in schools stay resilient. Just finding people that can reassure me that I'm doing my best and that there are people out there who understand me and can help me through these situations. You are not alone. Leaning on each other, uh, colleagues in education is, is essential. You have to. We take care of one another. Find what helps at cdcfoundation.org slash how right now. That's cdcfoundation.org slash how right now.